Hey everybody, you lucky sons of bitches. Welcome to another exciting, weird, and confusing episode of the Verbal Abuse Podcast. I'm Cheeseburger, sitting alongside my partner in crime, Ace. Yo! Alright, now help me out, Ace. I got I got something that's on my mind, and I, I, I started out kind of daydreaming it, and it went to a night dreaming it, and now it's been a morning dreaming it, and... I just, I want to run somebody. Who is she? <laughs> yeah. I uh, can't, can't tell you. My girlfriend actually listens to this one. Um, one of our few listeners, but she's there. Um, no, I've been thinking about prison. And what are you planning on doing to get in there? Well, <laughs> or did they what, finally what, have catch already, you? what have I already <laughs> done? Um, no, I was thinking about how we could revamp our prison system. How to, how to spruce it up for the 2000s. So you're trying to do something every politician does not know can't do. Well, this is simple. I think it would work. I think people would be willing to. But, you know, there's always those nutsos out there that say you got to you can't do that. you got to treat people certain ways or whatever. That's inhumane. Nah, it's on you. Um, this is the way I figure. There's a lot of people in prison that don't have necessarily really violent crimes. Yeah. Or if maybe they did have a violent crime, they've served and they've done their emotional supports or whatever, yeah. and they've been good for years. Yeah. All right, why don't we do this? Let's say we've been hit by hurricanes, tornadoes, stuff like that. Uh-huh. A lot of work needs to be done. A little bit. What we do is we set up an electronic perimeter. Let's say it covers X amount of blocks per, you know, however long it takes to fix the, that that yeah. area. Yeah. All right. Each prisoner wears wrist braces, ankle braces, a little neck collar, and a waist collar. So you okay. might you might be able to, to screw with one, but you ain't gonna screw them all. Yeah. If you pass that electric collar, uh, that electric perimeter, let's say one of various things could happen. You could be tased into unconsciousness. They could have a, a vial of knock your ass out serum in it or you know, something like that. So they cross that line and bam, they're dropped. Uh, wait, one, one question I got. Mm-hmm. Is that the scientific name for that serum? Yeah. <laughs> I just invented it. I'm going to sell it to the prison system. Or that's a generic version. That's a generic, yeah. But uh, So if they go outside this, they're dropped. Yeah. And they all have geo trackers and all that good, neat crap on them. Yeah, all the sci-fi stuff. All the sci-fi stuff, which you know we got the technology for. I mean, if, my, if you can make a shot collar for a dog where it won't bark, you can zap a prisoner. Yeah. And, uh... You put them out there and let them work. Now, if they work, what we're going to do for them? We're going to help them out, too. We're going to give them maybe a little better food, maybe a little little more, you know, maybe a TV time or something like that. We're going to show, you know, show them that with work comes reward. Right. So, basically, we're re-educating. Like the real world. Yeah, yeah. We're re-educating these people. Right. Now, after the cleanup, people are going to have to rebuild. So what I say is you do the same thing, but these people are providing free labor to the contractors or whatever yeah. that's building. So now 
not only are they cleaning up the place, but they're learning a trade. Each group can be set out to be treated like a classroom while they're, you know, electricians need help. Yeah. Carpenters need help. Roofers, pavers, all this stuff. And while they're doing this, they're learning how to do it. So when they get out of prison, they have a career idea. So you're saying apprenticeships. Uh, yeah. And in turn for doing that, you give them a little bit of money. I'm just saying a few dollars. And the reason being, now they can use that money to, let's say, buy their kid a birthday present. Yeah. You know, not a lot of money, but a little bit of money. So now they're seeing that the fruits of their labor can benefit their families, their offspring, and it's re-educating them while they're doing this. Yeah. So as long as they stay clean, you know, they don't cause any trouble, uh, and they keep on up and up on inside of the prison, also, it can lead to shorter prison times because yeah. they're rehabilitating. Yeah. Now, this isn't going to work for everybody. I wouldn't do it to, you know, serial killers and serial rapists and all that stuff. Yeah. But, number one, it's getting them out. They're learning something. They're doing something. It's benefiting the communities because uh, of the free labor. You know, you know how many churches and church organizations go to these uh, hurricane-stricken areas and and all that, and give free work to help the the community. Well, if we had these prisoners and leave it voluntary, say if you want to do this, sign this, saying you don't mind getting zapped if you walk out this perimeter. Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna fry your testicles. You walk too far, and uh, I believe it it would benefit. I think it would. You know, it, not only, like I said, is it a, is the community going to benefit from it? We're going to get rehabilitated prisoners from it. We're going to get prisoners that are learning a trade from it. Yeah. And, you know, it could lead into more money for the prison. More money for the prison means more, better food for the prison, whatever. Yeah. So what, what do you think? I like it. <clears throat> I think. Uh, but like you said, there's all those people out there that are going to be like, you can't shock them. Well, I mean, what would what would be the problem? It's, you know, it's, I don't know. Let, all right, why don't you, if you can, uh, well, you might not be able to do this task, play devil's advocate. Tell me why somebody would say we couldn't do this. Because it's inhumane. What do you mean inhumane? They shot, they shot dogs? I... You go you go to a cow pasture, they got an electric fence. What if, what if... The the uh, boundary thing that you was talking about. What if it shorts and they get out? Well, that's another thing. I said we got geo trekkers. Yeah. If we find out they're gone, we just <clears throat> poke that button and Bluetooth them to zap out. How are you gonna uh, geo track them with the neck collar and all that? Is that what you? Use? Yeah, yeah. One of the each collar would have a tracker in it. So that's mechanical. And, and if you try to cut it, if you try to cut it or anything like that. The others go up. So like an alarm. Yeah. So like fail safe. If this happens, this happens. Yeah. This happens, that's why. This that's happens. why I wanted to put one on each ankle, one on each wrist, one around the neck, one around the waist. If one messes up, <laughs> if you don't, if you ain't able to, let's say you have a problem with one that's a manufacturer defect. 
Yeah. It starts blinking. That prisoner better hurry up and call the warden <laughs> and say, look, dude, we got a problem. If the warden don't turn it off, you got like eight minutes and, you know, you're, you're frying. Now, I don't know, uh, but that's, that's what I do. I like it, but uh, what about a, like an EMP happening? Was that? Uh, that's one of them pulses. electromagnetic pulses. That's one of them that short. It short circuits electrical stuff. Make circuits part, electrical make part of it mechanical instead of electrical, to where if the electrical goes out, the mechanical kicks in, the spring hits and shoots you in the ass with some pop a fit for knuckleball <laughs> and knocks you out. Is that the generic version? That's of that the one generic thing? version. I look okay. it up. Okay. Uh, I mean, like like you have an electric current that keeps the needle back. And if you EMP okay. it and zap it, then it shoots you in the butt. With yeah, and like even, a if, even if that like malfunctions, all you got is a sleepy. Yeah, you got somebody <laughs> dragging by. Yeah, I mean, I I think it could work. Okay, but then you got uh, and then the whole time they're who out. Who decides who gets to do that? Well, we're gonna have to make a program. We'll have I to. I mean, we know. Nowadays, United States majority net does not rule anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so who who decides who gets to do that? I well, mean, I mean you said volunteers, but who gets yeah, to who gets to say, say okay volunteers? on the volunteer? Yeah. Well, it has to be like uh, I would make a board, like a almost like a parole board, to where you would go up and you'd say, "Look, I've completed these classes. I haven't spanked these asses. <laughs> uh, I've done all this. Would you please consider me for the next whatever?" Yeah. And if, you know, they they look at the records, well, he hadn't done anything wrong in three years. He's been a model, you know, deal. And he went to the counseling and they said he's okay. Let's give him a trial basis. Okay. So, so, so you were saying, so you just said uh, three years, great behavior. They, yeah. They or, can get on the list. Well, let's, let's do the, the and you already time said, proportionate um, to how you're sentenced. Yeah. And you already said, is, um, and they can't be like multiple. Right. Murderer, yeah, multiple yeah. rapists, multiple. Okay, what about the first time pedophile? Pedophile. Hmm. It's been three years since he touched a kid. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I. I'm just, see, that's I'm, where, I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, that's where yeah, I'm going. I'm going to have to have a hard answer because the reason I would say a board is because somebody like me, if you say pedophile, I'm going to be like, Let, let's chop that thing off. Well, I agree with you. That's so, why I was asking. So we would have to get a board because we need a little bit of. Well, I would chop it off. Well, let's see. We don't need to chop it off. Let's, let's, you know, don't pull our personal. Like, cause me, I would just chop it off and say, "Well, he can't hurt nobody now." But, but is he just because he hasn't touched a kid in three years and he's been on great behavior? Does he get to go out and help rebuild the school that got blown up? I would. I would say that. I would say that the board would have to, to look at their crimes, too, and keep them away from those high risk. Like, if you're a pedophile, let's don't send him near the school. Let's put him over by the Target or the Target. He's still, well. And ain't going to be no kids out there in the war zone, I don't guess. Maybe not. Let's <laughs> hope. Let's hope. Okay, what about. Uh... There are a lot of things to look at. I, I mean. You're right. I mean, would you put a rapist over, you know, helping move the nursing home over? Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, but, you know, you can look at his crime and his problems and steer him clear. Say, well, he's a rapist. Let's, you know, let's put him over here. 
Yeah, but then you got that. the people, well, you're discriminating against him because he... Well, I, you know, I agree with that, but I also look at it like this. You're in that jail. You ain't got no rights. Yep. You know, your rights went out the window when you decided not to pay attention. You got the right to live and die. That's yeah. about it. Well, they can't vote, so yep. their the rights are gone. So, so it's going to be totally voluntary. If that's what they want to do, that's what they can volunteer for. Yep. So, I mean, there's a lot of flaws in the plan and, and all, but I think, I think it could work. I really do. I think that there's some, I hope some politicians or something get in touch with me and we'll call it the 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 Burger Act. <laughs> the Burger Act of 2019. I'll be known forever as the man that, that put propolipolopopol in, <laughs> in prisoners' uh, collars. I want to be the man that creates that propolipolopopol. But you know, I would, I would put them on like some electric underwear. <laughs> Just where you'd be the warden that was walking around and say, all right, tighten up. <clears throat> Get to work. <clears throat> we, we ain't paying you to sit over here. <clears throat> Go. Now, anybody within like a three foot or five foot distance of that zapper yeah. would zap down. And, you know, that would be, I, I think this really does have potential. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. What else do you think? I like it. I think it would work. Because, I mean, not only does it, like I said, it benefits the community. Yeah. It benefits the prisoner itself. And if. Even better, it benefits the prisoner's family. Yeah. Yeah, well, they. Well, if they choose to. And, yeah, if they know their family or whatever, they can say, well, look how good he's he's working. He's helping people now. Yeah. I think, and, and this could lead a lot of wayward people that. Or like, if nothing else, that's a, <clears throat> that's something that our prisoners don't have, and that's rehabilitation. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's. I don't know what made me think of this. I mean, if you're sitting in a jail cell twenty four seven, all you can think about is the shit you did to get in there, basically. Well, they say that prison makes better criminals. Yeah, make a professional. Criminal. I mean, because you I come mean, out and knowing more bad stuff. But, I mean, if you have something to look forward to, you know, hey, I'm, I'm an apprentice electrician now. Yeah. I can make money and help my family when I get out. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have to rob anybody. Or the apprentice electrician prisoner that got out can create the electric gun that shoots electricity. That, that zaps the other prisoners with something. But either way, it's a step forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and, and it would save money, I think, uh, in the long run. Because you could shut down the the prisons, the you know the the low key prisons where they're going to empty them out to yeah. go work. And you just you know shut the electricity out for a day or two. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be necessarily uh, uh, disasters. Building homes for the homeless, you know, uh, cleaning up cities. Well, you really couldn't do the clean up cities because. You know, you, you, how could you put the electric grid there? But, you know, well, I think you could do it off of uh, like Google Maps. Well, that might work. As long as this electric device does not cross this boundary, this imaginary boundary where I'll put a line down Main Street. Yeah, I think you could probably do that. You could, you could have them helping build government housing. That would teach, you know, more carpentry and electrical and all that. You could have them, you know, we got wildfires burning now. 
You know, there's a lot of places need to be cleaned up and need, people need help. Uh, I think, you know, you got them just sitting there. You know, yeah. you got a whole workforce ready to to help out. And now, like I said, there's there's going to be flaws in my plan. I'm sure people are going to write in our millions and millions of listeners are going to. By the way, we got, you know, thank you to those people over in Ireland and, yeah. and all that that are listening to us. Thank you. Love you. I'm already drunk waiting on oh, St. Patrick's Day. Fight me. Fight me. Uh, there's some tough people over here, too. Yeah. Uh, my, my son went to Ireland and for some training, and he talked about how much these fellas can put away and just walk. Yeah. And I mean, my God, there's some tough people. But, yeah, I'm sure y'all are going to write in and tell me some of my flaws. But, uh, hey, well, that would be good. Write in. Let, tell me flaws. We can make it better, and maybe this will actually work. So, then your idea's already getting Americans <laughs> well, <laughs> busy and working. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like your idea there, Cheese. Uh, I, I think it's going to work. I mean, c- the prisons are so full right now. That that, <laughs> would, that would help empty it a little bit. Yeah, you know, you know why they're so full. No. Well, yeah, people are committing crimes. Well, well look. But, the, but a lot of times the sentences doesn't help with the penalty. I mean, well, yeah. the penalty doesn't help. Here's the problem. Here's the whole deal. You want to make prisons with fewer people in it? Yes. If you want to do that, you're going to have to let people know what's going to happen to them. So you're like a stricter penalty? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, everybody knows if you kill somebody, you're going to jail. Yeah. Apparently, that doesn't. (laughs) Well, what it is, you kill somebody going to jail, but it takes you 20 years, and you got 16 appeals, and then you go to club fed. Yeah. Instead of being punished for it, what you do is it starts in a small town, I think. Okay. Uh, what you do is you get a, a festival going. Uh, yeah. Like Chili Fest or, you know, big parade, get the bands. Yeah. Make it where everybody wants to be there. You know, public dancing, whatever. Uh, like a town hall meeting, but nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. And right in the middle of the highlight of it, like, you had a giant raffle and everybody got free tickets to it. Yeah. You know, so everybody's going to be there. You, you're you the sheriff. You get up on the stage. And, hey, everybody, I, I'm new sheriff in town. Uh, you know, Sheriff Cheeseburger. And uh, I, I got some new policies on run by you. Okay. And uh, it was like, oh, boring. Get to the get to the drawing. Like, shut up. Look, I'm, I'm <laughs> damn sheriff. And you say, I'm going to show you all my new policies. And you walk a guy up on stage. Let's say he's in handcuffs. And, uh. You uh, have your guards pull him over and say, this is is Joe Blow here. Joe Blow, we got him on film. Let me show you the film. We pull up the projector screen. That's him touching an underage kid or whatever. Let's say, yeah. uh, heaven forbid, but I'm using that as okay, example. Yeah. And say, uh, now, we arrested him, but instead of just letting him uh, sit in our jail and wait his time, this is what we're going to do. And they drop him to his knees. They yank his 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 goober out, lay it on a on a block, and you don't chop it off. Okay. You got a ball peen hammer. Okay. And you smack the crap out of that like six or seven times. I mean, like Mike Tyson on speed bag. Just and you let that goker <laughs> scream, and you just kick him down on the ground, and 
You say, now look, I know y'all might think that's pretty rough. But we're going to get him some medical attention. We're going to heal him all up. We don't give him a lot of pain medicine. We're going to let him hurt for a good little bit. But what we're going to do is we're going to heal him up because that was one out of five that he gets. He got five more coming. <laughs> uh, four more coming. As soon as he heals up, we're going to drop him down again. We're going to make that sucker again. We're going to beat that little fella up. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Right there. If you have a problem with people messing with underage kids, right there, it just went down by 60%. I would agree. I would agree right. more. But... You you get a guy up there, or let's say a woman this time. This woman was beating the hell out of her daughter. We got her domestic violence. We got her on camera. There's no denying. Here's what we're going to do. About that time, three big, bad biker chicks stand up and beat the shit out of that woman. I mean, knock a tooth out, black an eye, break a nose, just tear it up for two or three minutes. Yeah. I mean, to where this woman is beat down. Yeah. Kick her on the ground. Well, y'all, don't don't fret too much. We're going to heal her up. We, we, gonna, we don't give her a lot of pain, medicine. <laughs> but we're gonna heal her up. We're gonna make sure she's fine. We'll get we'll get that tooth fixed and everything, because this is one out of five. We got four more to go. Yeehaw! We're gonna get it right there. Domestic violence is gonna drop. I would agree. I mean, people think that when they get in this trouble, you know, they got years and they got lawyers that they'll get me out of it. They'll reduce my sentence. We'll make plea deals and all that. You don't need all that. Yeah. If you put the fear, the honest fear, in the people knowing that this is going to happen. I was convicted and caught today. Tomorrow, my ass is whooped. <laughs> That's going to drop. Okay, what would you do for, like, murderers? Murderers? And you, you know, 100% they did it. I want to say just, you know, if, if they are warranted, warranted the death penalty. Yeah. Uh, it happens the next day, unless the next day is Sunday, and then it happens Monday. Yeah, I believe that too. If, you, if you're convicted and we uh, we have the death penalty, your ass dies tomorrow. And I don't particularly. Or actually, guilty. All right, well, set him up. And, and I, I think done. I actually I mean, think the family also should have a little control on that too. The family should say uh, of the, the deceased, family victim, of the yeah. victim, should say like. Uh, Maybe I don't want him dead, but uh, he he needs to live in servitude or something. Then that goes back to what you were saying a while ago. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, killing another human being is is nothing to take lightly. No, killing and, somebody for killing somebody is a little yeah. Well, actually, it's a little goofy. But, but the the deal would be there. I would say stuff like, uh, well. Would give the family options. Do you want us to shoot him in the back of the head? Uh, or we got a war going on. We'll put him on the front line. Uh, you know, something. Uh, I think, I mean, I, of course, my plans all have flaws. What, what if the family wants 10 minutes with them? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah, do you want club steaks or knives or what? You know, go ahead. <laughs> now, he ain't going to die anyway. Y'all go ahead and do what you got to do. I mean, they should, in my opinion, have something to say about it. I mean, even yeah. as, 
I look at it like medical malpractice. If they can prove that this joker did mess up on purpose. See, and the reason I say that is I've got a friend that uh, he, he lost his dad. And the reason he lost his dad is the doctor that was operating on him, uh, it was right before big holiday. Apparently, the doctor wanted to leave early, didn't count everything off, left a sponge inside the man. It went septic. It was even on the checkoff list that yeah. they started with three and ended up with two. So where did it go? Yeah. He did not follow through. He didn't follow protocol. This man passed away. He would not admit guilt because he didn't want his insurance to go up. And yeah. the man is still continuing to practice. Got off scot-free and my friend's got a dead daddy. Yeah. Now, in those cases, I say something like, well, he needs his hands for uh, to be a doctor or a surgeon, but he don't need his feet. Yeah. Hobble that son. Well, that's, that's a good reason for letting the uh, family of the victim have a say. Well, the reason I'm saying some of this, and y'all uh, of our millions and millions of listeners out there. I think there, it's close to a billion now. But. Uh, hey, uh, look up how many our listeners are. I don't think it's a billion. I think it's like... I said close. I think it's like 250,000. It's close to 250. Oh, I mean, I say okay. millions, but I think it's close to 250,000. Okay, quarter billion. Quarter billion. Uh, I exaggerate. Well, quarter billion sounds better, though. <laughs> well, I exaggerate a little bit. I'm sorry. But of the 250,000... Million? Million, sorry, million <laughs> listeners that we have, I, I know I'm not uh, pleasing you all by my words, but I look at it like this. Uh, when we stopped spanking children, <laughs> children became little shits. <coughs> Crime went up. I'm not totally blaming it on the lack of spanking, but that has a direct correlation whether you want to admit it or not. Yeah, it has a correlation. If you do this bad thing, no matter what it is, it could be get an extra cookie after dinner. Well, if you were told not to, and the only punishment is, well, I wish you wouldn't have done that. Right. Instead of getting your ass whooped. Well, now this is what happens when you're an adult. You don't get your ass whooped. You get your ass beat down. Exactly. And that's that's my plan. All these are, are severe spankings for adults that should have known better to start with. You know, I'm not saying I want everybody to get an ass whooping over the smallest little detail. You know, oh, you didn't pay your, your fine, we're going to beat you up. No, if you didn't pay your fine, we're going to fine you more. We're going to dock you pay or something. I'm talking about for the severe crimes. For rape, I say we glue that puppy shut. Well, you uh, can't do that because they got to be able to urinate. But... Put a tube in behind it. But that goes back to what the what's the family for? I like I love that uh, I love that. You, did I did I finally come up with one you like? Oh, I, I like, like the whole idea, but uh, that I one mean, I really love. I do think the punishment should fit the crime, and a lot of and, and the only way to drill this home is for these people to know that it, number one, it's going to hurt, and number two, you ain't going to get a chance to, you know, postpone it thirty or forty years or hire a. A super good lawyer and get out of it. It's gonna happen. We got you dead to rights. Your ass is gone. And what about uh, like a shoplifter? A shoplifter, I, I make sure they can't go in stores. Their well, shopping days are done. Then you're discriminating. Cheeseburger oh, against shoplifters. Yes. You well, I saw that in today's America. What's wrong with you, man? I look at it like this: if you were a shoplifter and we convicted you, like let's say two or three times, then. 
you're not allowed to go shopping for a year. You got you got to call in to a parole officer or something and give them your shopping list. And if that parole officer deems that you can have it, like, hey, I would like some uh, Prego. No, they ain't going to get you Prego. They're going to get you hunts. And you're going to like it because you can't shop. Yeah, that's what you get. Like, hey, I need. I kind of like that. Idea. I need. A, I need a pair of jeans. Well, you getting sweats, and you better like it. And they're gonna be ugly sweats. No. What, what if it's like a little kid that just didn't didn't know better? Like they actually. Well, now kids have got to be taught, and I think if a kid continues to do this, their parents end up having to go to counseling and learn how to spank that kid's ass. And they, the, the counselor demonstrates on the parents. Oh, I, I really like this idea. You bend the child over the bed like this. <laughs> you drop their pants like this. Now, I'm going to hit you a little harder because you're an adult. But uh, it rubs the lotion on its skin. But, uh, it's a, but in today's times, you're going to find adults that are going to make their kids steal something uh, <laughs> just well, to get the whooping. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we come in, sir. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, and I agree 90%. Now, there are always exceptions to the rules. Yeah. Always. I don't care what rule it is, there's always exceptions. But I'm of the firm belief that if your kid's a little dick, it's your fault. Now, yeah, there's a lot of things that kids do behind their parents' back. Yeah. I got away with a lot. But sooner or later, mama going to find out. Yeah. And if you don't take an active role and straighten that kid out, don't blame the kid for being an ass. It's your fault. We're working here, lady. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was that? Just some I random. Don't, I don't know. I, I love you too. Uh, man, I thought she was gonna throw her shirt at us. I wasn't gonna stop her. No, uh, no, no. I'd like to where you're headed, dude. Right. Like, I, mean, I think it's time for you to run for office and bring all this to reality. Uh, look, I've got dozens of ideas. All three of them are good. The way I look at it is if the judges or the authorities, the authorities, started making the parents responsible for the kids' crimes, there will be a hell of a lot better kids for the next generation. You think about it. And let's say your kid goes down the street scratching all the cars. Yeah. All right. And you can tell it was done on purpose. And the kid's talking to cops, oh, piss on you, what you going to do type stuff. The kid gets punished. The kid gets uh Let's say he scratched all the cars. His crime would be instead of getting his permit at 16, he's got to wait till he's 19. Yeah. But on top of that, the parents have to go to classes or do uh, 100 hours worth of community service or whatever and pay for those cars. Yeah. Like so, so now if all of a sudden the parents go, if I let this kid get away with everything, I'm going to get, you know, my ass whooped. Yep. Now, if the kid, if, if the parents know that they have a wayward kid, it's their, that they can't control, it's their job to go to the authorities pre-hand and say, look, I'm trying everything I can. I got this kid in the government-sponsored class. I'm doing everything I can. Uh, I've got him on the, you know, when he can be in, when he can be out regimen, but he's still messing up. If they're pulling their weight and trying, hey, 
exception to the rule. Yeah. But if they're one of these, you know, my kid didn't do nothing wrong type people, well, you know, that pansy ass needs to get, get spanked. And there's Cheeseburger rehabilitating the parents and the kids at the same time. I'm telling you, look, vote for me. I promise there'll be a chicken every pot, two or three for me. I'm telling you. Y'all, this, America is the greatest place on earth. We have the greatest of everything. If you can't make it here, you can't make it nowhere because the the freedoms that are afforded us are unmatched and unparalleled. But if we're going to take all that for granted and leave it to little snot-nosed kids that don't know what the word no is, how long is that going to last? The kids and the adults need... Oh, I say something wrong. Sorry. No, I... Nope. I went for that <laughs> I don't want to get uh, we, verbal abuse in trouble. So I'm well, I think in the days to come, verbal abuse is going to get in a lot of trouble because my attitude is is changing towards uh, what's the worst it can do. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say what I got to say because we, we stay away from certain topics here. We try to because, number one... I don't think my personal views on things should be used as cannon fodder. Uh, and on some of the views, I'm, I'm just not knowledgeable enough to, to hold my own. I can just tell you what I think. But And that's, well, that's why we're doing the podcast. Yeah. Say our views. But I really firmly believe that on my views today on the crime, on prison, on stuff like that, I really think there needs to be a change. I might have gone, my ideas might go to the extreme. You know, a lot of people are going to say, how dare you smack that man's willy with a ball of peeing hammer? Well, we've went to the extreme in the in the opposite direction. It's time for that pendulum to swing. Uh, to come back. Yeah. It's time to come back. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> back in the old days when you knew, you know, look at look at any Western you watch on TV. They said, I'm not drawing first. I know I'll get hanged. Yeah. Well, they knew what their punishment was. So they're not going to do it. I mean, come on, people. What are you thinking? If you, and, and the reason I'm picking on the parents is because, you know, I think I've said this before. It might have been a previous podcast. Used to be when a kid brought home a bad grade from school, the parents said, why did you do this? Yeah. Why, why were you out playing and they got to the root of the problem to find out the kid had a learning problem or if he was just goofing off talking in class not doing his homework nowadays that kid brings a bad grade home the parents run and blame the teacher yeah yes every now and then the teacher might not be the one to teach that kid the kid might not be able to understand the form that the teacher's teaching in yeah. yes there's the exception to the rule but for the most of it, nowadays, people are so anxious and so willing to blame another person other than blaming it's their beloved child. Everybody else's fault in America. Own up to some stuff, y'all. Or No, forget it. Own up to your shit. Own up to it. If you did it, you did it. If your kid did it, they did it. Please, come on. The, the days of free rides should be over. I mean, I do wrong. Ace does wrong. Everybody does wrong. How dare you, sir? <laughs> You're going to get called on it sometime. And the trick of it is, be an adult, be grown up, own up to what you do, take your punishment, learn from it, go like a man. Yeah, I like it. And 
that's the bottom line because cheeseburgers say so. And uh, today we got a little bit of sad news, a little bit of upsetting uh, information. I'm sure most of y'all have heard. Uh, a couple people have passed away in the, uh, in the recent days, one being uh, Roy Clark. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody out there will remember who Roy Clark is. It's He's uh, more for an older generation or a middle-aged generation. Uh, with mature, let's go with mature. mature. Let's get, well, you called me old and I'm going to slap you. Well, I don't know how mature we are. <laughs> well, that's just true. Um, aged. Yeah, aged. <laughs> like fine wine or cheese. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Roy Clark, he passed away. Uh, God rest him. He was a awesome entertainer. Uh, the man had musical talent in buckets and buckets and bucket loads. His talent... Uh, on the banjo, in my opinion, was near unparalleled. It, yeah. was, it was unmatched. Um, not only did he have a an awesome music skill, he was a funny man, hilarious. Uh, his comedic timing was awesome. The way he would relate to people during his uh, comedy uh, would draw you into whether it be a comedy story, a joke, or just faces that he made while he was playing. Yep. Uh, here's a, a couple little things about him. Uh, of course, he was the host, one of the hosts on uh, the Hee Haw. Uh, the Hee Haw. That's like the Walmarts uh, on Hee Haw. And, uh, you know, back when I was young, we used to watch it. Uh, back then, I hated it. Now, I'm, I'm like, I miss it. Nostalgia. Uh, yeah, it was nostalgia. Well, he, he won the National Banjo Championship in 1951 and 1952 twice around the age, around the age of well, yeah, 19. That, geez, that no, it'd have to be that twice. Would be twice. It would be twice, wouldn't it? But, yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, it would be an accomplishment to win it once, but then to go back and kick ass and and take it the second time. And, yeah. this, and we're talking about 19 years old. Wow. I mean... Uh, I'll tell you another person that plays banjo that I, I would love to find out his comments on Roy Clark's passing away. And that'd be Steve Martin. Yes. You know, Steve Martin can play. Yes, he can. Um, but yeah, Roy Clark, he was married to uh, Barbara Joyce Rupert. I think it's Rupard. Rupard, I think. Uh, he married her in uh, 1957 in, on August 31st, and they had four children together. Uh Roy Clark leaves us with a string of hits. Uh, he actually sang one, uh, I think it was uh, Yesterday When I Was Younger. I think it was them a song that he sang when uh, Mickey Mantle passed away. I heard that. Uh, he was the highest paid country concert star from 1969 to 71. That's just a couple of years. But, you know, back then you didn't get into country music for the money. Yeah, I mean, rock and roll with the Flash and the kids spending money on T-shirts or whatever. That's where the money was. Uh, but to say he was the highest paid, that, that you know, that means something. In 1973, he was Entertainer of the Year. He's got a star on the uh, Walk of Fame. And I think that happened in 1975. But uh, he was, uh, his birthday, I'm, I'm reading here, his birthday was April 15th, 1933. He was born in Maharan, Virginia. 
Uh, of course, he passed away on November 15th uh, at age 85, 2018, of complications of pneumonia. Um, he He's just, even though he's one of these people that you haven't heard of in years, you haven't heard, no, I'm, I'm sure nobody's heard, hey, Roy Clark was out today in years, but he's one of those people that when you hear passed away, all of a sudden, it comes to mind everything you remember about him. Yeah. And you're like, wow, why haven't I thought about him in years? You know, yeah. this guy's great. Why haven't I been, you know, listening to some of his old stuff? Which I actually, on my phone, have a couple of his, uh, well, on my last phone, I had a couple of his videos. And I tell everybody that's my dad because we look a little bit alike. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he was. he's going to be missed. He really is. Um, he, You know, he worked on uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, too. Oh yeah, I don't know what he did, but he he worked on there. But we uh, wish you well, sir, in your next life. Uh, you were a big part of of so many people's lives, and you inspired a lot of country singers. Now we we are definitely going to miss you, and we wish your your family the best in this time. And and uh, Godspeed, sir. We've got another one that's really, really hits hard to home. Uh, I, yeah, I will admit that I have cried more than once. I did. And if any of you follow me on Facebook on my personal page, you'll notice that I, I posted a lot of stuff about this. It still bothers me. I cried. I, I did cry. Like a man and a man. And I'm yeah. <laughs> and well, we're gonna cry again. You know, I'll discuss that in a minute, but uh. This hits really close to home, and I feel that I lost a friend that I've never met. Yeah. I mean, I I never met him, but he felt like family. He felt like somebody I grew up with. He's that uncle that told you yeah. stories. Yeah, he's he's the uncle that you were excited to go see. Yeah. I mean, he uh, meant so, so much to so many people. And this, I saw something posted, and I, this couldn't be more true. The best way to rule a universe was to create it. And this man actually created a universe. He created the Marvel universe. I'm uh, y'all know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Stanley Martin, uh, Lieben or Lieber, Stanley Martin Lieber, affectionately known as Stan, the man, the man. Lee. This man has been in my life, uh, almost as far back as I can remember. He is the creator of Marvel Comics, or one of the co-creators, back before it was Marvel, actually. Uh, he created so much of the uh, entertainment that we have nowadays. I mean, look look at the, the movie theaters. Yep. I mean, at any given time, the bigger blockbusters are going to be a Marvel movie, whether it be Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, the new Venom. Boy, oh, you shouldn't have threw Fantastic uh, Well, I might not have shut up on the Fantastic Four. But, <laughs> but the other ones, everybody, yeah, I agree with you. Everybody deserves a, a, a swing and a miss. Uh, Spider-Man. I mean, God. And look at the Avengers. Avengers. All, all that. And all this, is, this was his creation. This was, I mean, Deadpool, uh, even though he didn't create Deadpool exactly, it was part of his company. Uh, the characters that... He created that were more known were like what Hulk, Thor, Spider-Man, uh, Spider the Fantastic, Iron Man, uh, Iron Man. I, Iron Man was actually created to be a, a bad guy or a, the say. worst. Well, he was created to be the worst aspect of a hero. 
and Stanley wanted to see how far he could go with well, it. If you know his backstory, he well, right. was Right. The people that are in the comics, like we are, know that you know he's an alcoholic and or was an alcoholic. Womanizer. Well, 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 he was a womanizer. Well, he was a party man. Bad. I don't know if I would. Um, but yeah, uh, this man had a vision, and literally, not, uh, literally, yeah. And and not only did he apply this to comics, he applied it to daily life. Yeah. Uh, he would have what was called Stan Soapbox. You remember those back yeah. in the, I guess, back I think in the, the 70s? Yeah. Where he would voice his opinions on things and he would influence the young children. Uh, I mean, he was fighting uh, uh, bigotry. He was fighting uh, bullying. He was fighting all that long before it became, it, be, it became the popular thing to do. He was trying to nip it in the bud before it ever got bad. And uh, I've heard some celebrities are downing hit this man. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up. But you know what? Uh, I'm not even going to mention the guy's name. Some of y'all can look it up. But I hope one day you do listen to this and you realize that I'm holding my finger up to the screen right now thinking about you. And uh, I, I'm not a violent man, but, yeah, I would like to spank you. You don't know anything, sir. If, sir, you truly be. But going back to Stan, the man, Lee, he is famous for all the cameos he did in the Marvel movies. Uh, uh, I imagine that the, the newer generation, that's how they know him, actually. I, I, think, you know, I think you're right. That's going to be how they recognize Stan the Lee. The guy in all the comic movies. Um, he also, he would be famous for the no prizes. Uh, I don't know if you were, you might not even remember that. I don't know. He would offer a, a no prize, and it was exactly what it sounds like. Oh, it's yeah. no prize if you ever found a flaw with something he did. Yeah. And there was every month there was somebody winning no prizes. I mean, well, you can't do a whole comic book and not expect to have at least one oh, yeah. little oops. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's got a. He had two children. Uh, Joan, Celia. I think is that is that Celia? Celia? I think so. Celia Lee and Jan Lee. Um. He was born in, on December 28, 1922 in Manhattan, New York City, New York. Just a quick question. Yeah. His children's last name were Lee. Did he ever change his name to Stanley? Or why, uh, why I think he? it was legally changed. I'm just changed. curious. I think uh, he was uh, born uh, Stanley Martin Lieber, but I think he, he legally changed it. Oh, okay. That's I why think I was he, I'm pretty sure he, he said his kids' names well, see, he were was sticking. Lee. He was sticking with the comic books back when comic books were, were not popular. Yeah, and he never gave it up, you know, back during World War Two, They started out, uh, comics mostly started out as, uh, well, you can go far back as the, the dime store uh, uh, Western books. Yeah. And then they moved up. And what really, at the end of one of the World Wars, uh, boosted it up was a picture of Captain America punching Hitler right in the mouth. Yep. And that was like, bam, that's the good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, he was controversial as far as the uh, topics that he would. He he made heroes that were more human. Yeah. You know, I'm not taking anything away from DC. I'm not a big, super big DC fan, but most of their uh, creations were uh, super all around. They never did anything wrong. Their life was perfect. They were a model. Yeah. They were whatever. Uh, Stan Lee, actually, when he created Spider-Man, they said it would never work. They said that you'll never have a guy, named, number one, people don't like spiders. Number two, he's a teenage kid with problems. 
you know, his uncle passed away. Uh, uh, he didn't have a mom and dad. And they said they will never work. But just as a, as a, uh, I don't know, there were, there was some comic that he just put a, a little short about Spider-Man in the back. Yeah. Just as like a, uh, uh, I don't know, protest that he wanted that character in. Next month, they're wanting to do solos of Spider-Man. Uh, he knew what the world needed. They, they need. There are so many kids out there that were having problems. You know, a lot of kids didn't have parents. A lot of kids uh, didn't have the perfect life. And he wanted to give these people somebody that they could relate to. Yeah. And that was the genius behind. Well, that's what he's always done. Yeah. You're right. I, I mean, the whole. Look, go to the X Men. That's all about bullying and. <clears throat> right, and being different. Type of yeah. You could you could base that on racism or or I can't think of nothing else at the moment. But just just their yeah, fight. I mean, um, just because they're different, people hate them. So this man who saw a different way of life for everybody and knew that he could not affect the quote unquote real world in the way he wanted to. He created a world that he could use as a catalyst to hopefully change the real world that he lived in. Yeah. And that's the way he lived his life. He was not the greatest businessman. He uh, could have been so much richer. He ended up trading all his uh, royalties from the movies for a $1 million a year uh, salary for life. From Marvel, and he could have been so much richer. Oh yeah, without that. Um, what? He, he needed to be. Um, this I'm, I, I know I'm going on and on, but let, let's tell you a little bit more about him. Uh, at the height of his fame, he actually pitched a comic to Playboy that would be drawn by John. Uh, I always say this name wrong. Uh, Ramati, R O M I T A, Ramada. Sure. Uh, yeah, he's a award-winning winning artist that works on The Amazing Spider-Man and uh, several massive projects. Yeah. According to uh, Ramita, Ramita, I don't know his name, uh, the comic would have featured a character named High Priestess Clidana, 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 I think, and Lord Peckerton. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I would have read that comic. I would have, I, I would have been all over that comic. That. Yeah, um, uh, his wife, uh, Joan Beely, she passed away in 2017. So at least we know they're, you know, they're reunited, reunited now. Uh, he died in uh, November the 12th, 2018 at Cedar, Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, California. And I believe he also died of complications of pneumonia, I think. I think that's what he passed away. I don't know. Every time I tried to read the articles, I, I couldn't get through. Yeah. I mean, it, it affected me that bad because I was sick growing up. Um, I still fight many, many. Well, that's one thing that brought uh, Ace and, and myself together is we we have some extenuating medical circumstances. And I'm, I'm not getting in your business. Sorry if I put it out there. Um but all those days that I was sick and couldn't go outside as a kid and couldn't participate with others and, and all these things, I had my comics. Yeah. I would read them over and over. It got to the point where I was like the comic book guru. 
people would come to my house and knock on my door to answer our, for me to answer their arguments. Uh, my brother and I started collecting, and due to a tragic house fire, we very all, tragic. Oh God! Well, you remember my collection? Yeah, beautiful collection. Um, comics were always there for me. Every room of the house you'd go in, there would be some form of stack of comics somewhere that I'd get in trouble for leaving out. And uh, so these these things took a took a big part of my life. And I know comics will continue to carry on. But you think you're through crying over this man now. Wait till the next big Marvel movie. And at the end, when you're sitting there waiting for the extra little bits, and any true Marvel fan knows there's, yep. the end of the movie is not the end of the movie. There's, there's something else after the credits. Yep. And you see that picture pop up on the screen dedicated to the memory of Stan Lee. Excelsior. Any true Marvel fan in that audience will not have a drive. So what I'm hearing is don't take a date to the next Marvel movie. <laughs> no, don't. I'm not, no. Uh, I, when I found out he passed away, the first thing I did was message my girlfriend. And I said, oh, my God, Stan Lee passed away. And she goes, well, he was 95. What did you expect? I'm like, he's immortal. I liked your girlfriend, too. You I know, just told me I know, that I story. Told her, I said, you just don't, you don't get it. And I, I said, picture how you feel about Freddie Mercury, which she loves Freddie Mercury. Your cats, which she loves cats. And the next five things that you love dearly, put them in a blender that's how I feel. And kill them all. Yeah. That's how we feel. And uh, so she she's really been good to me this week. Uh, she knows how bad it, it messed me up. I've been wearing nothing but my Marvel t-shirts all week. Yeah. And she's like, you can, you can give it a rest. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't give it up yet. But to you, Mr. Stanley, thank you so much for the many, many years of entertainment. For the many, many years of entertainment to come, thank you for all the the things that you've taught us and tried to teach the world. Thank you for letting us know that no matter how we are, we, we all get, we can still be young at heart. And to you, sir, I say excelsior, and I am a true believer. Me too. So I think that's all the, the same. Do you have anything? you want to say anything about comics and what they meant to you? or No, you Pretty much. Well, yeah, I, I think every every true believer believes thing. that pretty much what I said. I mean, uh, we have a friend that does the the retro experience yeah. that we uh, interviewed. He's really big into the comics too. Yeah, and he's been sending me some pictures, and he's he's been really supportive. Uh, uh, at what was it? DK's retro experience. Yes. Uh, on I, Facebook. On Facebook. I do thank you for all the support you've given me in this in this time of loss that all me all my family and friends have, have experienced over the tragic loss of a loved one, Mr. Stanley. So I'm gonna put this paper over here because if I keep reading and keep talking about it, y'all gonna hear me y'all gonna hear snot bubbles and yep. and all that stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like <clears throat> crying. I think we can end it here. Yeah. I... Yeah, like I said, if we don't end it, I'm going to be squalling. Yeah. I've already got glassy eyes and my, my schnot lockers filling up. Thanks to the but veterans. Thank you to all the veterans that, fire that department, serve. Fire department, police, uh, Yeah, EMT. everybody. My God. Uh, 
the, the volunteers, the everybody. I mean, there's so many people that go daily without being thanked that, that needs it. And uh, we love y'all too. We, we love every one of you. Uh, we're able to do what we do because you do what you do. So to everyone out there, to all the first, second, third responders, the nurses, the, the nursing home angels that sit up late at night and hold a hand of somebody that's close to passing, we love you, we thank you, and the world wouldn't be the same without you. So all of us from verbal abuse, we're going to say we love you, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.